Hey, Mark. Hey. Do you want to get disbarred? No. Well, then don't give legal advice on this podcast, all right? I'm not. And neither am I. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. I'm the human resources director, Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello, Dennis. Hey, I'm Mark. How's it going? It's going great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So, we are just ecstatic. So psyched. So, this is the first regular episode that we've recorded since we went live. So, all the other ones were kind of in the can before we went live. And now... Here we are. It's been a few weeks, uh, but we are recording our first live episode, and we just couldn't be happier with how it's going so far and the response oh, that we've gotten. It's been phenomenal. I, I just can't believe it. If you go to like iTunes, we've got 40-odd reviews. We've got a five-star rating. Um, most of the feedback that we've gotten has been overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. We've gotten some helpful critiques. Absolutely. We're and actually, we welcome those, too. We welcome those, too. Very much. What shocks me, and I got to say, like, absolutely shocks me. We haven't gotten a single response that basically says, you guys suck. Right. That's my response? Mine too. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, that sucked. And then we throw it out there. And, and people are like, oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah, people dig it. So, yeah, so thank you. And we are, by the time this goes live, and we're actually recording this and planning to just release it tomorrow, uh, we will hit 5,000 downloads in less than a month. And... That for a new podcast where we aren't like sponsored and we're not famous. No, we're just two schlubs. Two, I mean, emphasis on sh- the schlub part. Schlub, yeah, uh, is fantastic. So so awesome. Thank you to everybody who has liked us and shared us and and reviewed us and patreoned us and yeah, we have patrons now. Yeah, we. Had a big shout out to one of them the last episode. We promised never to mention his name ever again. Jason Gardner. Jason. Um, he's not our only patron. We've got others. We love them too. And when you go to our Patreon page, you'll see that you get like certain rewards, like having your name said a thousand times on an episode for different levels of sponsorship. And those other patrons are going to be getting theirs as well. We're working on and we're really close to coming out with hostile work environment merch. I'm so I so I, Dennis is working on this and I have seen the mock-ups and there's only one thing I want for Christmas and it's a hostile work environment mug. Re- and and there will be mugs. There will be mugs. Whether they're in time for Christmas. Yeah, they probably, probably won't be. Probably not. But um, it's okay. Yeah. We've got a few kinks to work out, but they're looking good. We've got a design for our first hostile work environment T-shirt, and I I almost died laughing when I saw it's, it. So you, not to not to talk it up too much, but no. I almost died laughing when but I you, saw it. But you guys are gonna love it. So anyway, we're we're prattling on. We have some awesome stuff for you in this episode. It's coming on to the holiday season. Yeah, and you know what that means. Holiday work parties, drunken, misbehaving, harassing, hostile work environment style holiday parties. All of parties. our favorite kinds of stories. Yes. Favorite kinds of parties. It is the gift to employment lawyers nationwide when people of all faiths, creeds, traditions get together, get drunk, and grab each other. 
It's awesome. We love it. So we've got a few horror stories for you today. And we're going to share those. A couple other things. we got a great listener story. And then, midweek this week, we're going to have a very special episode. Our second one ever. And we're going to have a special guest who's going to come on and talk about how not to end up on our podcast next year as we do next year's terrible holiday stories. Yeah, so we're going to set it up and we're going to knock it down. <laughs> exactly. So All right. we'll be right back after these important messages from our sponsor. Us. Us. Mark, this podcast is breaking our bank accounts. How do our listeners help support us? They can go help us by supporting our Patreon campaign at www.patreon.com slash H-W-E. That's H-W-E for hostile work environment. Yeah. Dennis, what is that money going to go to help us with? Besides our beer fund, which is the lion's share, it also goes to support our webpage, the production costs, cover the cost of this wonderful microphone that we're recording on, and allow us to keep bringing you this brilliantly wonderful entertaining and informative podcast and we appreciate it and we are back all right so we've got some stories dennis has prepared a couple that i haven't really looked at and i've prepared one that he hasn't really looked at we're going to be surprising each other today so just know though that these are tales of debauchery and inappropriateness such that they will have some very not safe for children content. Yeah. One of the things we found out when we started getting listener feedback is that people listen to this with their kids and we never envisioned that anybody would listen to this with their kids. It's totally fine if you do. And we, 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 we love encourage it. it. And if you're a parent like I am that has a somewhat off kilter view of what is or is not appropriate for children, then by all means, let them listen to this. Yeah, Den- Dennis was a model for me in terms of raising my kids. So, yeah, but uh, we're, we are we're, the exception, are not exceptions. the norm. So if you don't want your kids to hear about salacious language, it may or may not include some sexually explicit terminology. This might be an episode to skip over. Um, the week midweek special is going to be totally PG, not even 13. Just plain old PG, no dirty words, no nothing. And we're going to have some dirty words today. Just warning you guys. And that's your only warning. So, my first story comes from last year. Okay. So, this is last holiday season because, you know, the lawsuits haven't yet been filed for this holiday season. Of course. But I love this one. A former Goldman Sachs director who's now a big, big deal hedge fund manager is being sued after allegedly walloping a marketing executive in the face at a swanky Manhattan bar. <laughs> why? Course. I don't know why that why just... Why do you ask? I... Well, they decided to have their holiday party at a bar. Of course they did. And this guy allegedly, because we don't know... But he allegedly got a little drunk because they were having this really cool company holiday party at the Roof Lounge at the Viceroy Hotel in Midtown. Swanky. Swanky, I assume. Assume. You ever been to Viceroy? I don't think so. Me neither. But I imagine that if they have something called the Roof, it's probably like this really nice rooftop bar. And there's drinks, and there's the yeah. skyline, yeah, in and Portland, it's beautiful. In Portland, that would probably be ironic, and in the basement, 
well, and yeah. like totally dingy, but and full of in New York, it's not bearded hipsters. But right. in New York, I'm sure it's like a real roof. But the um, plaintiff in this case, a guy named David William Fader, who's 33 years old, is alleging that money manager Thomas A. Wagner III hit him so hard that he fell to the ground and cracked the back of his head open. He says that the attack was unprovoked and unwarranted. Then that uh, this all spawned because they started arguing about a business matter at the company holiday party. Um, our guy, Thomas A. Wagner III, went a little berserk, according to the lawsuit, and hit our buddy David so hard that he went to the ground, busted his head open, so on and so forth. Um, there was a police charge filed. Wagner claimed that he wasn't the guy that pushed him. Oh. Yeah. So we've got some, a fact dispute. Yeah. He went out and hired a, a private eye to track down the real assailant. Reminds me of like OJ. He's out looking for the real killers. Right. Um, and he claims his private eye proved it wasn't him, but the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is uh, not so sure they're not really commenting on this. Um, of note, the plaintiff in this case is also suing the bar, claiming that its staff deleted video surveillance of the incident during the police investigation. Oh, that's a little conspiracy-ish. Well, con conspiratorial. But then yeah. again, if you are the guy paying the bill for the holiday party... Right. I'm not saying this happened, because I don't know. But one can imagine, <laughs> slip a little bakshish over to the uh, bar manager, and uh, surveillance videos could be erased. Bye. See you later. Yeah. We never saw you at all. So, Mark, what do you think of that one from a legal perspective? What do you so, think? So, can uh, I just, can I just, I'm just going to back up for a second yeah. here. Like, this is my, <laughs> this is kind of my impression of what happens at every holiday party with Goldman Sachs <laughs> alumni. <laughs> Like this, what's, I don't even know why this is reported because it just doesn't seem that newsworthy. Um, I think from a legal perspective, so much of it depends on the facts and we have so much disputed fact here. Oh, it's totally, hard, totally, hard totally. to go with, right? But if you have one of your employees maybe assaulting another employee at your holiday party, you're going to want to investigate. And you're yeah. going to want to take appropriate action depending on what you find. But to prevent this sort of thing? Maybe if you've got kind of high energy, high profile, high, high people <laughs> um, from Wall Street, maybe you shouldn't be having your holiday party at a bar. Maybe not. Maybe there's some things that you could do to restrict the flow of alcohol. Right. Actually, something we're going to talk about in our midweek episode. So, something for you all to think about. Location, 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 right? Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean don't drink. It just means think about it first. Yeah. How you're doing it. Exactly. So here's my second one. Yeah. And then we'll take a break. We'll get into Mark's. Um, another one comes out of also New York. What is it with New York and the holiday harassment? Uh, it's just it's a big city. Yeah. But this has to do with hotel workers. Okay. So a hotel has its holiday party. And according to the plaintiff, she went to the holiday party, which um, this is the Beacon Hotel in New York. You familiar with the Beacon? I'm not. I used to live there, but I, I did not go into the city, into Manhattan all that often or stay in hotels there. But here's a few things that you might not want to do if you have a holiday party. 
All right, I'm going to check it in a notepad. Get a notepad for this, Mark, because th- this could applies to you. This could apply to you. So <laughs> with my one employee, with your one employee. So Mark has one employee. Some of you might have more. Um, when you have a holiday party, maybe you don't want to invite your employee to the spa to get massages. Well, why not? Because when you're at the spa, that might be where you allegedly flash your genitals at the plaintiff and other employees. It's as good a place as any. Uh, you, you, I guess if you're going to flash genitals, you may as well do it at the, <laughs> at the spa. spa. No. Um, no. Okay, so so writing that down, no, no spas for the holiday party. Yeah. And then maybe after you flash your genitals at the spa, maybe you don't invite everybody into the hot tub. No. No. Might not be might not, not great, be a great not idea. a great idea. And then maybe, just maybe, you don't want to top that off by hitting on the employee whose genitals you no, who you flashed <laughs> your junk at back in the spa. Maybe you don't want to do that. At each one, it just seems incremental. Yeah, because don't, don't start at the beginning, but don't take each step. Yeah, she might she might complain. And that's what happened here. According to this lawsuit, the female employee who was the recipient of a spa visit that included some genital flashing and some hot tub advances and so on and so forth, complained. She then says when she returned to work, her manager became hypocritical of her work performance, treated her differently from all the other non-complaining male co-workers. I'm sure. And says she was written up when she was 10 to 15 minutes late, but that her male co-workers came and went whatever they want. Eventually, she was terminated from her employee. Of course, before the uh, alleged holiday harassment, she received nothing but acceptable to excellent performance reviews, as is usually the case. So, that's a uh, another little... Tail, Mark. Any <laughs> lessons learned from that one? Don't don't have your holiday party in a spa where there's clothing being removed. Yeah, maybe that's not the best choice. I mean, I I'll admit I've been at a law firm where the summer party was at one of the partners' houses, and it was a pool party. Yeah, and nobody got in the pool, which I think was a good idea. Which is funny because you know and. On a, another conversation that you will hear soon, we were talking about how employment lawyers are usually the source of debauchery, not the prevention of it. And right. I, I find it interesting that... In this particular case, yeah, they held back for the one time ever. Maybe it was the summer associates who still want, like, jobs. Right, and they're not... You know, there could have been hazing too. Like Summer Associates, you have to get in the pool. Oh, no, there could have no, been. There was no. None of, no, this was actually okay. Future episode, we totally need to do a bad Summer Associate behavior episode. <gasps> That's genius. I have so many stories. Yeah. just And the, they're not even about me. Exactly. Some are about you, but you know. Okay, one or two. Yeah. But anyway. Those are great, Dennis. So those are, here's the thing. I would love to say that those are outliers. That those are unusual holiday party stories? Do you think they are? I mean, I think those are... If you add up all of the holiday parties out there, I think they're unusual. But 
for the the stories that go bad, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of those that happen every year. And those are pretty tick pickles. Somebody Typical, gets drunk totally. and asses out and punches somebody. Somebody gets drunk and flashes his junk and hits on a coworker and then, you know, retaliates against her. All that kind of stuff. You and I see that stuff all the time because right. those are the those are the lawsuits that get filed. Yeah. So, so so these are outliers, but they're not outliers. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick drink. Uh, I mean, sorry, a quick break. Maybe get oh, a drink. Come on, don't pretend. We've been drinking yeah, the whole time. Coffee. It's morning still. Um, <laughs> for a couple more minutes. For a couple more minutes. We're going to take that break. We'll be back. Mark's got another story for us. All right, and we're back. I have a case. Eh. Yes. You've been giving this one a bit of a build-up. I'm, I'm kind of excited. There's some build-up on this. And, and here's here's kind of one of the ironies I didn't even realize. Uh, this takes place in New York also. What is it about New York? I don't know. But I found this case. It's an actual case. It's an opinion. Now, I've, I've cut down a very long case and paraphrased some of it. But most of this is directly out of the case. Okay. Um, so, for the nerds out there, you're going to yeah, link to this in the show notes. Absolutely. Right? I will put the link to the case in the show notes. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. All right. So, this is going to take us back a little bit to start. All right. So, in 2001... St. Catherine of Siena Medical Center, in which is a not-for-profit hospital in Smithtown, New York, okay. hired Robert. Robert oh. is our main character today. And he was a per diem special procedures technician in the radiology department. Now, over the years, he got promoted into several other positions um, and had been working there for a while when, in March 2007, Beatrice began working as a nurse in the radiology department. And thus begins our story. Robert and Beatrice. According to Robert, Beatrice regularly acted in a sexually explicit manner while at work. She told explicit stories. She visited explicit websites on work computers. Always, always a good idea. She showed employees a drawing of her vagina. Wow. Yeah, that's... Drawn by whom? I'm curious. It doesn't say, but I'm actually quoting the case when I say that. And what the image that pops into my mind is Leo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, Winslet in, in Titanic. Titanic, right? Yeah. Yeah, so maybe... maybe <laughs> Jack, maybe she had Jack draw a picture. I don't know. Jack drew her junk. Okay. Um, okay, and then reverse that. She would describe her boyfriend's genitalia. Uh, one day, she brought a chocolate penis to work, uh, openly discussed her personal sex toys, and uh, regularly told regularly told her coworkers that quote her lips were made for blowjobs. End quote. Wow. So um, Robert found Beatrice's behavior to be offensive and, quote, downright disgusting, and says that the behavior made him very uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, Robert. Robert and others in the department told Beatrice that she was disclosing too much information or we really don't need to go there. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> in fact, both Robert and a co-worker saw Beatrice bring in a photograph one day of her ex-husband's genitalia and showed it to co-workers in the radiology department. 
And co-workers testified in this case that Beatrice routinely acted in a manner inappropriate for the workplace. Wow. She wore tight clothing and sat on the laps of male co-workers, had frequent conversations of a sexual nature, and generally made the work environment uncomfortable. Can't see how. Can't see how. I just, I'm failing to see what the issue is here. Uh, Unimaginable. So... On December 12th, 2009, you can tell where this is going. It's December. Yeah. uh, And this is a holiday party-themed episode. The employees of the radiology department were invited to attend an annual holiday party. Oh, man. Holiday parties are made for Beatrice. Beatrice. This is her moment to shine. It's totally her moment to shine. And she did. So Beatrice arrived at the party and told Robert that she was going commando. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Which for our listeners means sans underwear. Thank you. Okay. So Beatrice and another radiology nurse uh, were visibly intoxicated at the party. Shocker. And Beatrice and the other nurse uh, waited for the all, all the male individuals at the party to gather around uh, with their telephone cameras and they started kissing each other at the party. Wow. So while Beatri- Beatrice was posing for the photograph, or these photographs, Robert used his phone to take a photograph of her when her leg was raised. And according to Robert, the photograph was of Beatrice's knee and lower thigh and did not show anything explicit or inappropriate. Another nurse, however, testified that Robert told her that he took the photograph underneath Beatrice's dress and that it was a photograph of her ass, in quotes. Okay. So, and just... We're not embellishing this story. These are words this taken is, directly I, from the yes, reported case. I am literally taking this out of the case. A judge wrote this. A judge no. wrote these words. You don't like it. Complain to the I'm, judge. I'm cutting it down substantially. There are more facts that I'm not even getting into here. Wow. So. Okay. Um, Danielle, the HR rep, testified that the nurses uh, acted inappropriately at the party. She confirmed the behavior. Shocking. Uh, kissing and dancing with each other. Now, Robert showed Beatrice the photo at the party, and she did not ask him to delete it. And after the party, Robert proceeded to show the photograph to other employees at the medical center. So fast forward early into the next year, uh, Robert and Beatrice had a fight about a patient. Um, And shocker, uh, one or two days later, and this was about a month after the holiday party, Beatrice filed a complaint of sexual harassment against Robert for taking the photograph. Wow. And allegedly circulating it at the medical center. So, cause, right? They had a fight. Now she brings a claim of harassment because of the photograph a full month later. Right. Okay. Nothing fishy there. So, the day... No, nothing fishy at all. So, the day after Beatrice filed her complaint, uh, Robert said, why did you do that? And said, now they're trying to fire me. And... Uh, he told her that uh, he he hadn't really been showing the photograph around. He wouldn't do such a thing. Um, HR ends up conducting an investigation. Uh, Robert admits that he had used his, uh, I love the, the, the court always says, cellular telephone, even though it wasn't that long ago. Uh, it was it was six or seven years ago, this opinion. Uh, his to, cellular telephonic device. His cellular telephonic device to take a photograph of Beatrice at the holiday party. Robert said that he did not believe he had done anything wrong, either in taking the picture or circulating the, fo- the picture throughout the radiology department. Uh, he offered to show HR the photograph to demonstrate that there yeah. was nothing inappropriate, and HR declined to look at it. What? 
So yeah, that's a question for that me. That is super questionable. Right? So on January 13th, 2010, so this is a few days later, two days after Beatrice filed her sexual harassment complaint against Robert, Robert filed a sexual harassment complaint against Beatrice, <laughs> setting forth her sexually inappropriate behavior in the workplace. Robert said he had not previously filed a complaint because he was afraid of retaliation and did not want to cause any problems. But by filing a complaint against him, Beatrice, quote, made it fair to go out and complain. Well, I can kind so of see the logic. It's kind there. of a retaliatory tit for tat here. Total tit for tat. Right? Um, so, Robert approached, approached three co-workers who also submitted statements confirming the allegations in his complaint. They confirmed that Beatrice routinely acted in a sexually inappropriate manner. Now, there's some stuff I cut out here that talks about how Beatrice's complaint and the witnesses there, too, testified that some of it was done under coercion from HR to make these statements against Robert. Oh, but there's wow. testimony here that Robert's witnesses were not coerced. Okay, now I cut that out because it's a whole rabbit hole to go yeah. down here, but yeah. it's just a side issue. Okay, Robert's union advisor ended up speaking to HR. So Robert was in the union. Yeah. HR told her, the union advisor, that the medical center had a zero tolerance policy with respect to sexual harassment and therefore was seeking to terminate Robert's employment. Based on those conversations, the union rep understood that the medical center was unequivocally seeking the termination of, of Robert, and she told Robert that he would be terminated if he did not resign. This is coming from the union. Yeah. On January 15th, so again, two more days later, Robert met with HR to discuss the results of the investigation. Now, according to the testimony of the HR rep at the time of this meeting, the medical center had not yet decided what disciplinary action would be taken against Robert. But Robert resigned later that day. Robert quit. Robert quit. Robert sent a letter which stated that he was leaving due to the hostile work environment caused by Beatrice. Our favorite three words. Our favorite three words on this podcast. Beatrice was ultimately suspended. And all the employees in the radiology department were, shocker, required to attend mandatory sexual harassment training. (laughs) Robert is our plaintiff in this case. Yeah. The case is up, as I was just reading it, is up on the medical center's motion for summary judgment. Oh, wow. What say you, Judge Dennis? Oh, man. And I cut out all the analysis here, so I don't have it in front of me. So we can just talk about this on our own. But I do know what the holding was. So I assume that Robert's theory here was some sort of constructive discharge, right? Uh, It would have to be if he quit, which I I think he might have had an interesting case here if something else happened and he was fired. Oh, totally. But he quit. But he quit. Based on the representation of his union rep, not anything he heard from the company itself. Yeah, and see... Unless New York is wildly different than all 49 other states, and I have no reason to think it is, except for its humongous wealth of bad behavior at holiday, holiday parties. parties. yeah. For that, New York seems to be totally unique. But legally, I think it's the same as everybody else, where if you're going to have this claim of constructive discharge, you need to be able to prove that the working environment was so completely intolerable that... Both, one, you found it objectively intolerable, such that anybody would have found that to be so bad. Any reasonable person would have found it objectively intolerable. That you had no choice but to quit. 
And then second, that you subjectively, individually found it so intolerable that you had no choice but to quit. And that's where I think Robert's case has a few holes in it. It's a really, really hard standard to meet. Hard standard to meet. Right. And quitting versus being terminated is a huge difference in the law when it comes to difference. when it comes to bringing a claim. And here, Robert put up with Beatrice's stuff for years, and then when Beatrice is really going full bore, whack job, drunken, assing out at the holiday party, he doesn't like run and hide. He whips out his cell phone to get he a beaver takes a shot. Picture. No, you don't do that if if you find this so horribly offensive. Right. That just doesn't make sense to me. So that that is the first thing that makes me doubt Robert's case. The other is once you complain, you kind of have to let the system work its way out to give your employer a chance to see if they're going to fix it. If you complain and their attitude is like, meh, whatever, and the stuff continues, then maybe you'll get to the point where quitting seems objectively reasonable. I don't think Robert was there yet. No, and I think he only he I don't think he ever would have complained if she hadn't complained against him. No, totally. It was it was clearly a retaliatory complaining. In both cases. Both complaints were retaliatory. Both. Total both. Right. Not in a legal not a legally retaliatory sense, but in just a regular yeah. parlance, right? Like, I don't like that you did this thing, so I'm gonna accuse you of something uh, that maybe you actually did, but yeah. I wasn't gonna do it otherwise. I think if Robert's got a lawsuit here, his lawsuit might be against his union rep for failure to fulfill the duty of fair representation. Yeah. He got some pretty crappy advice from the union rep. He did. So from the employer's perspective here, I think I would have thrown Robert and Beatrice back into kindergarten and made him sit through a whole bunch of like sex harassment training videos with the rest of the radiologists. Right. I mean, it sounds like everybody needed it. Yeah, everybody needed it. And, you know, established sort of maybe, frankly, I think some discipline should have been. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying let him get away scot-free. No, I think think we have two bad actors here. But given the whole nature of this and the retaliatory tit-for-tat kind of thing, I view that as a discipline, not a termination case. And if I'm the judge sitting in New York... I'm going to probably give summary judgment to the medical center on this one. And that is what happened. Really? Yes. Wow. See, I was going out on a limb there because I also know the other thing that makes New York unique is that they love plaintiffs. So... Yes and no. Yes and no. But, yeah. but uh, no, this was, this was summary judgment granted uh, for the medical center. And I will put a link to the case cool. in the show notes. That's brilliant. Uh, I loved this case. I love this case. And it's amazing what going into like the case law search will do if you just type in holiday party, quote, holiday party slash title seven slash discrimination. You can pull up all sorts of interesting stuff. Sweet. (laughs) And so that you didn't have to do that, we did it for you. you. (laughs) That's the service we provide here at the hostile work environment. Well, thanks, Mark. That was a good one. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with a really groovy listener story, Yep. which is a reminder, if you've got a story, and we know you have a story, you're just keeping it to yourself, share it with us, and then we'll share it to the world for you. Anonymously. 
Unless you tell us. Unless you tell us otherwise. You want credit. Here's the thing. If you want credit for your story, we'll read your name. Yeah. We're happy to do it. We just default otherwise right. because we assume that you don't want to get in trouble with your current or former employer. Yeah. So if you've got a story, send it to hwepodcast.com. No. Stories. Dumb. Dumb, dumb Dennis. Dumb Dennis. Stories at hwepodcast.com. What was it? Stories at hwepodcast.com. Send them. We actually don't have that many, so please send more. We need more. We're going to have to tell our own stories. And they're just not that fun. No. Yeah. that and They're all about our clients who want privacy and will probably get bar complaints. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell them anonymously. Ooh. <laughs> no, we won't. Yeah. All right. Back soon. All right, and we're back. Uh, we are going to lead out today, as I think will be our typical practice, with a listener-submitted email. Uh, and this is one that got us both giggling when I was reading it to Dennis before uh, we started yep. recording. So uh, It's right up our alley, so to speak. It, it really is. And I think with the theme maybe of, of <laughs> a little bit of the theme of the episode here. So uh, I'm just going to launch right in here. So uh, I'm an employee relations manager and have been for years. My previous employer employed sales, service, and production employees nationwide. At one production location, second shift, a male employee went on his break, but he did not go on his break at the scheduled time. Hmm. The reason is, he said his daughter was at the location at a secured gate at the parking lot, as she needed to pick up bail money to bail her mom, i.e. his wife, out of jail. So the manager's like, cool, let him go on break early for his 15-minute break. Uh, but 15 minutes goes by, 20 minutes goes by, 30 minutes go by, and he doesn't come back. So they start trying to find him. They page him, and they can't find him. So the manager goes out to the parking lot, because I guess that's where he said he's going, right? And sees yeah. a strange car parked well away from the rest of the employee vehicles. And the telltale sign here, the windows are all steamed up, and the car is rocking. Wow. What could possibly be going on? I, I just don't know. Maybe well, they're... Let's read more. I think they're probably grilling some lunch. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. Grilling lunch in a car? I don't know. Uh, the manager approaches the car and notices, shocker, a male and female having sex in the car. Wow. Uh, the windows cracked a bit, which for steaming the windows up, that makes that much harder. So... Good, good job, guys. Required uh, some effort. He he knocks on the window. Wait, and wait. He, the car was rocking and he did bother knocking. He did bother knocking. Wow. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Uh, so he does. He knocks on the window and the missing male employee is inside and says he'll be out in a minute. <laughs> so the manager in witnessing this panics and goes back inside. And the male employee does not report back to the production line for another 20 minutes. And he's now been MIA for almost an hour. So uh, we termed him. Shocker. For what? <laughs> Could you guess? No. Uh, <laughs> for time card violation, because he was clocked in the whole time. Ah, of course. A security breach for bringing a non-employee on the property. Well, do we know it's a non-employee that was with him in the car? 
I, I guess we don't, but I'm going to read that into what I've heard here. But apparently they were okay with him bringing his daughter onto the property to right. give her the bail money. Right. But maybe they thought he was okay. going to meet outside a gate or something or not in a uh, car. Maybe so. I, just, maybe so. I don't That's know. We point. don't have enough information to speculate. Um, and, uh, and lastly, for having sex on property while on the clock. Oh, which, yeah, which implies to me that maybe it's okay to have sex on the property while you're clocked out. Totally fine. As long as it's with another employee who's authorized to be on the property. Of course. See? No, I'm then sure it's I, fine. I, I'm sure it's not okay either way. Uh-oh. All right. So uh, the manager hated describing uh, what he saw, but I made him describe everything. That's awesome. That's you, good. You HR go. Work that right is there. really. That's what makes our jobs worth doing. Nothing drives me crazier as an employment lawyer than when HR sees something sorted but doesn't want to have to actually describe what right. was going Prudish on. Right, prudish HR? Oh, Sorry. The not, worst. Not allowed. No, you can't do no, it. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Uh, so, shockingly, after this, the employee disputes it. Really? Claiming it was his daughter and that they were just talking. Hmm. So... Our, our, I really want to make a Kentucky joke right now, but some of our listeners may live in Kentucky. Yeah, don't do not do it. Uh, I won't. Just leave it. Just leave it. I'll I'm, let it we're, go. We're all there. All right. Okay. So uh, I guess this is over the phone. I described everything that the manager saw, and I asked him if I was still to believe that he was with his daughter. He hung up on me, and I never heard from him again. Very wise. Very wise. That's a great story. If you guys, anybody else has stories like that or like anything else that we can mock and make fun of and enjoy for the benefit of all, please email it to us at stories at hwepodcast.com. And when you do, we will not read your name unless you tell us that it's okay to read your name. Otherwise, we will treat it anonymously, just like we did this story. But if you want your name connected to it, let us know. First name, last name, both names, no name, up to you. Default, anonymous. Always. 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 So, uh, I guess that wraps up this episode. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening and for all of your support for the podcast. Couldn't do it without you. We wouldn't do it without you because, you know, we can just talk to ourselves and it would be a lot easier. So, yeah, I mean, it's amusing, but it's not as amusing as knowing that everybody else is listening to us uh, yeah. when we when we have our little banter. And it really makes me question things like joking about Kentucky. Sorry, Kentucky, you're great <laughs> and you're not the least bit incestuous. That's Tennessee. I'm just going to skip that. All right. So, uh, uh, Dennis, do you, have you learned at this point what our website address is? It is www.hwepodcast.com. And you can listen to our episodes there. You can also subscribe to our mailing list there. Uh, you can also please go to our Facebook page. Just put in Hostile Work Environment Podcast and it should take you there. We also have a Patreon campaign, which is patreon.com slash HWE. Yep. Please rate us on iTunes. As we said earlier, that's the best way for us to get the podcast out. We're so young. We're still growing. We had a great launch week and we really want to keep the momentum going. And, and that's really because of all of you. Uh, and, uh, Really, it's been an awesome week for the two of us because of all of you, and we really appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your kids, tell your spouse. Everybody. Yep, everybody. 
Tell everybody thanks. Until next time. See ya. See ya.